Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage podcast. I am your host, David Dassaw, as usual. Joined with me, as per usual, is my good buddy and co-host, Ted White. How are you doing, good sir? Uh, I'm just coming off of uh, a week's vacation. So obviously things are like fantastic for you, like at an all-time high. Yes, this is the closest to happy I've ever been in my life, actually. <laughs> yeah, just like coming back from vacation, like a whole week where you didn't have to worry about jobs or responsibilities or anything, and then all of a sudden you're dropped back into reality where you have to do things like work and pay bills and shit. Isn't it great? Yeah, thank you, David. You have just ruined uh, what little fleeting <laughs> happiness I have. So let's just let's just get get it going. Jesus Christ. Get it going. All right. Well, today we are going to be wrapping up our mini series of Back to School. We are, of course, a little apologetic, just a little bit, that it took us a while to kind of wrap it up and and what have you. But we are here to conclude. And today we are going to be talking about Mean Girls from 2004, School of Rock from 2003, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High from 1982. However, One of those before- things is not like the other. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, clearly you can, you can tell which, which is which. Um, but before we get to all that good stuff, Ted, would you hit us with the necessary podcast pre-roll mm-hmm. introduction business? Indeed, good sir. Mm, thank you. Excuse me. Yes. So, uh, some news on the Geek Garage Designs storefront. We now have an Etsy. I don't know what that is, but we have one. So You've never heard of Etsy? David. What? I know what Etsy is. You, god <laughs> fucking damn it. <laughs> All right, just, that's the last time I intro... In- interrupt you with (laughs) just just go ahead moving right along uh the shop is still a work in progress that's the geek garage designs etsy shop Uh, but we do hope to have a lot more items listed in the next few days currently i think it's just a couple of sticker sets uh one for the dc universe the justice league and then one for uh, marvel and the avengers uh david correct me if i'm wrong no that is that is correct Yes, yeah, so again, you can find that Etsy store by going to Etsy, which has a website, I'm told, uh, and searching for Geek Garage Designs. So Yes, you can, you can also look for the link in the uh, description. Or you can, that's easier. Why didn't you just tell me that was there in the first place so I didn't sound like an asshole? Moving right along. Uh, as always, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The best way to stay up to date with the podcast and to interact with us, should you hate yourself and want to do that uh, is through our Facebook group, the geek garage podcast fans and listeners page. We usually conduct uh, polls roughly once a week and have other nerdy conversations where you can make fun of other people for their incorrect opinions. And God knows as nerds, there are a lot of those. Yep. So yeah, keep it uh, civil ish. We do not encourage violence, but if violence is necessary, so be it. (laughs) You can follow the link in the podcast description if you'd like to join the group. It is free. What is not free, however, is our Patreon. Um, you do not have to sign up for that. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do uh, with us or anyone else. Never forget that. However, we do have the Patreon. It is fairly cheap. There are two tiers, one for $2 a month, one for $5 a month. Uh, we did have the promo in August, which was apparently a huge success. 
and we would like to thank those that recently subscribed. Uh, friend of the show, Mac Elder, who was on our Star Trek episode along with his wife, Tiffany. Uh, good friends of the show, both of them. And uh, Gail Marie. She has been uh, hesitantly supportive of us, let's say, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. on nonsense. So thank I you mean, for signing up. I mean, it, it's been my experience thus far that she is, in fact, uh, a supporter on on some level. I mean, at least to the level of wanting to give us uh, a couple bucks a month, yes. which we greatly appreciate, yeah. and it kind of fucking blows my mind. Like, I think we're up to seven now. Which... Lies and slander. Uh, no, Gail yeah. is good people. She is good people. So thank you yeah. for... Uh... Thank you for signing up. That is much appreciated. We will put that money back into the podcast and definitely not spend it on cocaine. Uh, Thank you also to our current subs who do not warrant another mention. You already said, uh, we already said your names once on the show and that's all you get. Deal with it. If you would like to become a supporter again, you can follow the link in the podcast description and it will tell you a little bit more about the perks and tiers and all that. Uh, That's tiers T I E R S not T E A R S. (laughs) Although both kinds will be available on the website. If you would like to support the podcast in ways that do not cost you money, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. We do not take anything less than five stars. So help me God, if I see a four-star review on there, I will find you. That is correct. Yes. I will I will find you as well and take a giant shit on your porch. Yes, that is, uh, that is your punishment. Yes. Three stars are okay, but no four. So help me God. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... All jokes aside, we do appreciate uh, all the positive reviews we have had and all the positive feedback we've gotten uh, either through reviews on the Apple Podcasts app or uh, through Facebook or what have you. So thank you, as always, for listening. God knows why you do it, but it is appreciated. Yeah, indeed. Well, I think that'll do it. That's the show, folks. Thanks for tuning all in. Right. Week. <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, that would make for a great April Fool's episode. Just like <clears throat> act like we're going to do an episode and, and just do the pre-roll Fuck, comes in and comes in at a whopping eight minutes long. No, it should be like, it should, you should record like a full hour, but like 50 minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just rec- like anytime I have to fart that day, just, <laughs> just record my farts and just have like, yes. a, like, like loop it. If it's, I mean, uh, I don't know. Especially a good one. You know, right. I mean, I don't exactly know how many times I fart per day and I don't know how long those farts last. So I may have to loop it a couple times in order to fill up like an hour's worth of, you know, runtime. But you know what? Don't threaten me with a good time, okay? Exactly. <laughs> All that, right, well. It's gotten way just well off track. Right. A, uh, no pun intended. Let's get this shit show on the road. Yes. All right. So before we get to the meat and taters of this podcast, we are going to quickly talk about this week's poll. And what was this week's poll? It was the superior autumn or fall beverage. And I, I started it out with a couple choices like pumpkin spice, apple cider. Uh, I think I I put and voted for like regular or flavored hot chocolate. And, and then a couple people, uh, added some more stuff. Uh, pumpkin spice won, but it only won by one vote. 
very closely followed by apple cider uh, someone, uh, one of my neighbors, Chris Voss, he added anything that is not pumpkin spiced and that got a couple votes. I um, feel like that kind of goes against the spirit of what is the superior beverage, uh, which is singular, but who am I to judge? Uh, I mean, historically speaking, our listeners and me have not had like a, a great go at being accurate with the the polls that we do um to to the contents like singular yeah. versus plural yeah. and like uh, within the theme a lot and... of failure to follow simple instructions that's true <laughs> but anyways um thank you for adding that chris if you're listening um terry added uh coffees and bailey nice choice pumpkin cream cold brew uh i feel which... like that's pretty much the same as pumpkin spice yeah, uh, uh, a good friend of mine, Carmela, she added that. And like I said, regular flavored hot chocolate. That got one vote by yours truly. And our good buddy, uh, Jeff Breedwell, added your mom. Thanks, Jeff. And he voted that for himself. <laughs> um, not a beverage. One yeah, n- n- it is definitely not a beverage. Um, but yeah. A Although, little, uh, classic comeback. Right, little Blink-182 humor in there. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that was this week's poll. Thank you all so much for participating, um, regardless of if you just participate in the polls and don't actually listen to the podcast. We appreciate your support nonetheless. So. Yes, it makes us look much more important than we actually are, which is always a good thing. It is, in fact, a great thing. So, But yeah, we're going we're gonna to kick this off now. So, Mean Girls... <clears throat> Well, um, Ted, I think we're done with Mean Girls. Next movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm aware of this movie, but I've never seen it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I know that Lindsay Lohan in it. Apparently Tina Fey was involved. Actually, one of my neighbors, uh, Travis, uh, uh, also Travis, if you're listening, thank you so much for bringing this to my slash our attention for back to school part one uh, he was like yeah it would have been cool if you gave like a s- short synopsis for every movie that you decided to cover and i was like fucking duh like first of <laughs> like all how just... dare you <laughs> first of all how dare you for bringing up good points um we don't do that here all right <laughs> right um and initially for like all three movies i just copy and pasted the imdb synopsis but I was like, what's the fun in that? Like, instead of taking down notes for the movie, I decided to rewrite the synopsis myself. Um, so uh, here we go. Lindsay Lohan plays Caddy. Oh, I'm sorry. Katie, a seemingly suburban white girl who actually grew up. Uh, oh, my God. I fucked this up. A se- seemingly suburban white girl who actually grew up homeschooled in Africa. She is suddenly introduced to public high school after her mom accepts a teaching tenure in the States. After quickly befriending classmates Janice and Damien, she decides to infiltrate the Plastics, a small superficial group of girls led by the infamous Regina George, played by Rachel McAdams. How was it? Did I do good? I'm going to give myself a clap. Okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> if you feel that's warranted, by all means. We believe in uh, healthcare here on the uh, Geek Garage podcast. Yes. Give myself a clap and a pat on the back. You gave yourself Lots a of- clap? Yes, I gave myself the clap. I don't know how that is possible. I didn't know you could do that. (laughs) Right. Um, I know the whole toilet seat thing is a myth. (laughs) 
Uh, anyway, so, uh, Ted, what are your thoughts on Mean Girls? Oh, wait. Uh, my thoughts are that it is a movie from the year 2004 starring Lindsay Lohan and apparently Tina Fey was involved. <laughs> right. So I think that the two of us, two jabronis. Probably, um, probably not the target demo. Yeah, uh, I don't think we are. I I think this is the definition of the quintessential early 2000s chick flick, I believe. Um, I don't know that that is the proper terminology. Uh, I do know that a lot of people fucking love this movie. Yeah, yeah. It it definitely has a cult status uh, of sorts. And for the most part, it, it holds up like... Just like the the other movies that we talked about in part one and movies that uh, uh, the other two movies we'll talk about later on, there are a lot of things that hold up about it and uh, a few things, not so much. Yeah, I did have a few genuine laughs while I watched this. Um, but like, Ted, like you said, I, I think it's safe to assume that um, it, we're definitely not... Uh, not this movie's target demo. Um, but yeah, uh, people, you know, they swear by this movie. I I remember like back in high school, I think it was my senior year, maybe that we had our, we had a couple days during like senior week or whatever it was that were themed around this movie, like where everyone wore pink on Wednesdays because in the movie, you know, Everyone wears pink on Wednesdays, or not everyone, you know, they wear pink. Anyways, um, but yeah, watching it, it, man, it took me back to that early 2000s fashion, like, that you just see it and you're like, ah, I know what era that's from. Um, <laughs> you know, it is like the wavy hair, like the the dudes, like, I mean, the, the emo fashion wasn't in, like, full swing yet, but it was like... There. Yeah, it was it was more about like the shaggy, like pack sun, like yes. very ruffled, unkempt look. And uh and the girls, you know, typically like, you know, long flowy hair with like curls. I mean, like it that that you know, hairstyle like holds up. It's and very pretty, but um things like low rise jeans and boot cut jeans and stuff like that, I was like yeah, there's there's a few things in there that you don't see too often anymore, and so that was that was kind of fun. Man, if you saw this movie, you'd be able to like, like, yeah, David, like, yeah. If only I'd done the bare minimum of responsible <laughs> things for the show. God, no, I didn't. Kind of a weird pick for us to even talk about, since all ba- all we basically had to say was like, we know nothing, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this is definitely an odd choice for us to talk about. Like I said earlier, it's. It's basically just us two dudes talking about this movie that no, is, one of us has seen, right? And, and, and like, like we said, it we're clearly not the intended audience for this movie. Although, really, you know, anyone could enjoy it. it. It just depends on what you find interesting and funny and humorous and uh, what you consider a decent movie, but it was voted on when way back when, when we held the poll uh, for back to school movies, this one was highly voted. And um, really, if we're going to place blame here, uh, we have to blame our voters and listeners. 
As supporters. always, it is our fault. It is always the fault of the listeners. Exactly. You let us do this. We're basically <laughs> gaslighting you right now, but you don't know that yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's no. it like to be in an abusive relationship with a podcast? I'm genuinely... <laughs> There's nothing funny about that. That's a bad joke. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I laughed. It's kind of funny. Um, Moving right along to School of Rock while we are still not canceled somehow. Um, I actually have seen this one once, like 17 years ago. Uh, but, but, you know, I know a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, no, School of Rock. Like, I, well, I guess I should give the synopsis before we dive into thoughts. Yes. Um, so, like Mean Girls, I wrote the synopsis for this one as well because you know, go me, pat myself on the black, pat, pat myself. <laughs> on the... You just want to know uh, so this week. You just want to cancel. <laughs> Since we are in fact canceled, yeah, yeah that that'd be great. Um, no, wannabe rock star Dewey Finn was just recently kicked out of his band for overwhelming stage presence, supersized guitar solos, and unsolicited stage dives. Desperate for money, he poses as his roommate in order to accept a substitute teaching job at Horace Green Elementary. After discovering that his students are incredibly musically gifted, Dewey decides to form a rock band with the kids in order to fulfill his dream. Yeah, um... I saw myself in this a little bit. I was like, oh, man, that well, I wouldn't go to that length, but I was I was pretty desperate in high school to find people to play with. And while I wouldn't pose as my roommate to land a teaching gig and then subsequently like quote unquote force students to form a band and I could fulfill my dream, I wouldn't do that per se, but you know, it's it's the movie. Um but but Ted, like from from what you remember, I know you said you saw this movie, you know, once or twice a, a while ago. When it was basically, new, basically, right when it first came out. Uh, from what you remember, did did you enjoy this movie at all? I know it's it's probably not really your thing, despite it kind of revolving around classic rock. Yeah, it is in fact not really in my wheelhouse uh, as far as the movie itself goes. I mean, I definitely enjoy rock and classic rock, as you know, most people would would call it. Um, it's both classic and it rocks. What's not to like? No, I I really like this movie. I I think it holds up, and I I loved it when it first came out. It was it played a big part in me discovering classic rock. Like up until that point, I really had only listened to like a little bit of Zeppelin, like a tiny bit and like some Neil Young, the Beatles, uh, you know, just, just a few boilerplate, like classic rock stuff that I grew up listening to with my parents that they introduced me to, which, and my parents, they were like music listeners. Like they weren't musicians themselves or anything. So I only got a little bit of musical injection in my life, but uh, so, so this movie kind of, it played a, a pretty good part in when it came to me discovering like the, a lot more of what classic rock has to offer. Um, so I do kind of owe this movie like a, a debt of gratitude. Um, but I will admit that if you put the minimum amount of thought into this movie, it fucking falls apart like real quick yeah like like in the real world dewey 
he wouldn't have gotten past the school's main office. No, he's he gets arrested <laughs> like a hundred percent within me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and, and there's. I don't even think you could really make an argument like, oh, this was like back in 2003. Like, no, like they Arrested. checked, you know, like they checked IDs back then. Oh, it's not like, 11. He's, he's going to get Mo straight up. <laughs> straight up. Right. Um, no, I mean, there's, there's no way that he like, yeah, he could have acted like his roommate on the phone, but they would have asked for like ID and stuff and things with his name and, confirmation of who he is and of course like with any movie really you, there's a suspension of disbelief but um you know there, there is that like you just can't think too hard just like any chris nolan movie or any transformers movie or <laughs> any movie basically <laughs> right you just you can't think about it too hard or you're just gonna fucking ruin it for yourself yeah um like you can't soundproof a classroom. Like there's a scene where he's, you know, doling out the, you know, um, in instructions for everyone. Like, all right, you, you guys, uh, your security, like your first task is soundproofing this room. Like fucker, like there is an adjoining classroom on the other end of the, or on the other side of the wall. Like I know it's concrete, but like they're going to hear the fucking drums in your bands. Like, um, yeah, I don't know about soundproofing. You could definitely like sound like deaden the sound. Um, but right. actually making something soundproof is incredibly expensive and difficult. Yeah. Um now I, I one of my coworkers, he he has he converted his two car garage into his music studio where he does a lot of recording and he told me about the things that he like the lengths he went through to make it like soundproof. And he showed me like you can clap and there is like zero echo whatsoever. And he said he had to have like a sound professional. I don't yeah. know if that's the correct term, but like they came in and they have like, I don't know, devices or whatever, where you can, you can point it at walls and you can see where uh, like the sound is bouncing off of, so you know, where to put like the, the noise dampening panels or whatever they're called. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty intense uh, task to, to undergo of soundproofing a room. So like you said, it wouldn't be impossible, but I think it'd be pretty difficult to tell that um, people weren't playing musical instruments in the next room over. Uh, but other than that, I, you know, I, like I said, I, I really enjoy this movie. It's, it's fun. It has a funny, it, it, it tiptoes a funny line of like a family movie and an adult movie. Like one scene will kind of be like, oh yeah, this is for like young adults or, or, or like early preteens or teenagers. And then there's this scene where you're like, oh, they're talking about getting wasted. I thought it was cool that they got all the, um, the entire kids cast. Like they all played instruments already. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, yeah, I thought I, I seem to remember reading or hearing somewhere along the line that the kids that were in the movie, or at least, um, some of them were like actual music students. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I, 
so I mean that that sounds right. I I can't speak to that like factually, but um, I I do know like I was reading through the trivia and it looked like there was although all these kids are in the same grade, they do vary in age. So, um, so some of them I I think were kind of pretty close to like high school age almost, and and so I I know that they. You know, like you said, they probably came from like, m- like music schools or like art schools where music was like a, a solid foundation. So that's how they they got to be, you know, on that fucking level mm-hmm. like, in this movie, and and were able to play that part so well. Which I mean, it makes sense in a way where you would go and grab kids from like an art school because maybe they already had some acting classes rather than um you know getting kid actors and trying to teach them how to play instruments for a couple scenes um or hope that they already play them at least right um so i i thought that was pretty cool that they went to that length of making the movie that legit so I, th- I thought that was pretty neat. Right. Next movie. <laughs> <laughs> what a great though. This is supposed to be. <laughs> right. Fast times at Ridgemont High. Yeehaw. This is like almost like the quintessential high school movie, right? I think so. Like yeah. one of them. I don't know. Do do the synopsis, David. We're, we're getting All right. Go. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a synopsis and then we'll get into it. All right, so this slice-of-life film follows several California high school kids as they try to accomplish what any typical teenager would, fucking and getting high. We have Brad Hamilton, who can't seem to hold down a job to save his fucking life. Stacy, who is so desperate to lose her virginity that she ends up sleeping with everyone. It's not really everyone, it's like two people. Mark Ratner, who also is desperate to lose his virginity, but unfortunately ends up sleeping with no one. Mike Damone, who proves himself to be more or less the worst friend in the entire fucking world. And Jeff Spicoli, the only main character not actively trying to get laid, but makes up for it with lots and lots of weed. Like, a lot of weed so yeah also he orders a pizza um and has it delivered to the classroom which is like a flex i imagine yeah it doesn't pan out for him but you know (laughs) (laughs) i know that a lot of people hold this movie kind of in high regard and i i mean pun intended i guess um as like a I guess a cult classic when it comes to just pointless, like funny high school people humor. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, it just didn't resonate with me. And I think that's because um, I'm a miserable sack of shit. <laughs> and this, movie is, <laughs> this movie is definitely um, a little more optimistic, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. So you mean there's no sadness in it? Yes, everyone's happy, and that's bullshit. No. Uh, well, I mean, Mark Ratner, he doesn't get his dick wet, so you can be sad for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too much of a stretch for yeah, you? Yeah. No, I don't know. I just, um, I don't know. I find it hard to relate to. And also, I just, I have this, like, deep, visceral hatred of Sean Penn. Um, well. Um, it's hard to be a downer, folks. <laughs> you know. To, to each his own. I still think it's, you know, a pretty fun movie. Uh, 
is, you know, a little bit of a mess. Um, you know, there's, there's a few parts in the movie that don't really get any resolution. Um, like, uh, between Stacy and the, the stereo guy that she ends up sleeping with, you know, in the first like half hour of the movie, like never really fucking see him again. Also like gross, like he's clearly like 35 years old and she is like 15. So gross. Um, but, um, yeah, one, uh, I, I tried to go through and do trivia for these movies as well. Like we did for part one. Um, I kind of did a shitty job. Of, of doing that again um go me but one that i buddy i didn't I did, even watch the fucking movie so you got one up on me <laughs> <laughs> well one thing that i found fucking hysterical like i just laughed out loud was um so the infamous scene that pretty much everyone knows even people that haven't really seen the movie but are familiar with the movie the scene where um, Phoebe Cates' character gets out of the pool in her classic red bikini and she walks over to um, to Brad and, you know, they, they start making out. Um, and then it cuts to Brad jerking off in the bathroom. <laughs> um, apparently he, uh, for that scene, um, he brought a giant dildo to use to to pantomime jerking off and i don't know if like word didn't get around that that's what was going to be going on uh but when phoebe cates's uh linda uh, character when she walks in and like that look of horror like holy shit and like goes to shut the door quickly like that was real horror because she didn't know that he was going to be jerking off a giant dildo <laughs> Uh, sorry, I, I just thought that was really funny. Um, I mean, you know, that that's no Jared Leto sending used condoms to his uh, castmates, but... That, fuck that guy so hard. <laughs> you know, I read uh, somewhere the other day that he, like, basically started a cult for his listeners, like like fans of 30 Seconds to Mars. Okay, I'm gonna, let me stop you right there because there are no fans of 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> oh, no. There, there are fans. And, I refuse. Uh, on the basis of keeping what little sanity this world has allowed me to retain, <laughs> I refuse to believe that. Uh, well, I mean, maybe it was just me hallucinating when I saw 30 Seconds to Mars live like with people singing along. Because that's basically what you do at a 30 Seconds to Mars show. It's like two hours of karaoke because, you know, God forbid Jared Leto actually fucking sing. Um, like he just holds the microphone out to the audience. I don't know how we got on the, off in this tangent. Aren't you glad you listened, folks? <laughs> Whew, I, I feel like those Patreon numbers are going to dwindle after this one. No. God. <laughs> um, uh no, we appreciate your support. We love you so much. Um, please well, don't leave us. Well, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ted, what, any any final thoughts on Fast Times? Do uh, do you have anything, uh, anything positive to say? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like Fast Times. Uh, it's, it's not a good movie. Um, and like I said, it's kind of a mess. But... I don't know. I like it. It's it's a good movie to put on and like if you're wanting to get other things accomplished, but you want background noise. It's it's one of those. Ah, uh, Netflix. Gotcha. 
Yeah, it's not even on Netflix. I had to pay three ninety nine to rent this. So go me. Oh no, shit! I I paid like six ninety nine so I could buy it because it was on sale. So go me. <laughs> wow. I know I'm you doing didn't great. You that and you did. I'm proud of you. Well, you know what? I uh, no shame. Hashtag no shame. That's, that's um, fair. Maybe I should have some shame. A little but... bit. Shame is good, actually. <laughs> Uh, yeah, probably, but I, whatever that, that gene or bone is in your body that you, you have to admit that you have shame, um, I may have it. I just, I feel like it's not a bone, but that's not the end of it. <laughs> what the fuck do I know, man? I'm just some dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. That's not right either but okay <laughs> just gonna let that one slide uh okay so this has been quite a productive episode david do you want to do shit that doesn't suck yeah um let's talk about some you know we basically should have just like said fuck these three movies let's do our shit that doesn't suck and sign off pretty because much, much. i have more to say about my shit that doesn't suck than these three movies which i mean i once again i'm very apologetic about because we promised problem. we promised these uh these episodes to you and by god we're gonna deliver come out of <laughs> water uh right. it's been a while yeah. since we've done this david so i have a couple uh, how many yeah, do, uh, do you have at least one or a couple you i got two yeah two all right hit us with your first one all right so i uh, Lindsay and I, my wife, for those that do not know, we decided to finally dive in and watch The Boys, the Amazon uh, original series. Um, we, she had heard from some folks that it was really good, and I heard from basically everyone on Facebook, uh, on the Facebook group page, and on my personal friends list, um, that this show is amazing. I, I think there's a lot of um, traction and hubbub surrounding it right now because the second season is is currently releasing. I, I guess it releases weekly, episodically, however you want to say it. And they, I believe, just confirmed for a third season. Uh, but yeah, we, we decided to dive into it. And holy shit, like I totally understand why everyone is so, you know, fucking nutso about this movie. Like, you just have to watch it to kind of understand exactly why it's good. But, I mean, you could basically chalk it up to, um, to what's his name? Uh, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Holy shit, like, this dude just brings it home. Like, he's amazing. And plus, like, everyone that plays in, you know, The Seven, the... The, all the superheroes like it's you know the premise of the show i you know no spoilers for anyone that hasn't watched it but um you know the the premise is like it's it's basically superheroes but if it if it was an industry you know that it was all about like getting like instagram likes and hashtags and stuff instead of like actually saving people um, I mean, it is about saving people, but you know, it's, it's more about like building a brand as a superhero. It's very like fucking phony and surface level, uh, but they do it so well. Like it, 
it makes so much sense. And, and Ted, I think you said, I, I, I can't remember if you said that you read the comics or read a couple or like, you know, uh, kind of looked into it, but you, you did say that the comics were like pretty good as well or heard that they were. Yeah. I read the first, um, two collections or three collections, I think. Mm-hmm. um back when i was like really heavy into comics and, and i dug it a lot i kind of got burned out on it just because it's like it's a lot mm-hmm. um so I, I i'd like to pick it back up at some point and i'll probably get around to watching the show like i'm not really a big tv guy so i don't sure i don't watch a lot of like shows or follow that many like shows so <clears throat> i'm sure i'll get around to it at some point like you i think I think pretty much every friend I have has been like, you have to watch it. Um, right. So I'm sure at some point I'll get sick of hearing that and watch it. So yeah, yeah because as we all know, you have to watch it instantly makes us want to watch something. Yeah. So he said with heavy sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah. It pretty much um, means that I'll never want, like I, I'm, I've heard you should watch it so many times about the Witcher that like, I refuse to admit that it even exists anymore. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically what happened to me with Avatar. Like, go see it. And I was like, I, is it really that good? Like, I mean, I get it, it's James Cameron, and I went to go see it. And guess what? Not fucking impressed. So It's a great achievement. It's not a good movie. Speaking of Carl Urban, my first selection for shit that doesn't suck also stars him, and that is Dread. Uh, that is not Judge Dredd, the awful Sylvester Stallone movie. That is just Dredd, which came out in 2012, 2013, I think, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie fucking rules. And the fact that it didn't make a lot of money and it's never going to get a sequel fucking depresses me. Uh, it is awesome. It is basically everything you'd want out of a Judge Dredd movie. Although I think there's probably a fair argument to make that some of the satire around judge dread where it's basically like satirizing fascism kind of doesn't make it because it's just a balls to the wall action movie but i'm willing to overlook that because it's a really really good balls to the wall action movie (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah carl urban plays the title character dread it's a great movie check it out i got a copy of it for like five bucks um and it's well worth five dollars where did you get that um was that McKay's? No. Um, eBay, I think. <laughs> eBay? Who still buys from eBay? Yeah, I still use eBay. Um, nice. Some little, you know, some little mom and pop that use eBay as like their uh, online storefront. So, That's but cool. you can find, it was a brand new copy. So you can find other new copies for cheap, I'm sure. But it's a great movie. I highly recommend checking it out. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, Dread is one of those that, I think you've definitely recommended it to me a a handful of times. And then a few others have recommended it. And it's just one that like, I for sure have intentions on watching. It's just, you know, in the queue and trying to get to, so I'll, I'll get to it eventually. Uh, but my second pick for shit that doesn't suck is the, uh, the scary stories to tell in the dark documentary, not the movie that came out last year i think uh this was one i mean it came out pretty um uh, pretty quickly or it came out right before the scary stories movie anyways um it was it was a pretty neat documentary it wasn't fantastic but it was pretty cool it had um of course it didn't have any footage uh or it had a little bit of audio recording from alvin schwartz 
uh but he you know he passed away quite a while ago so you know when they started putting footage together for this movie or for the documentary you know he wasn't around to to be interviewed or at all but he did have a lot of surviving family members to kind of talk about his legacy and his writing and, and growing up with him as a dad and as a grandfather so that was really cool and then of course they they interviewed a lot of like just super fans like there's this girl who like um, while she was being interviewed, she was getting a scary stories tattoo and just like her arms were completely covered in nothing but scary stories like uh, the original. Um, uh, what What's the illustrator's name? Um, uh, Stephen Gamble, I think. Is, is that right, Ted? Yeah, I have no idea. So sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think that's right. Uh, I apologize in advance. I think it's Gamble. Um, his last name but anyways uh yeah she was she was getting tattoos and just talking about like his artwork and um yeah anyways it is just is a pretty decent documentary so uh, i definitely um, recommend checking it out if you are a hardcore fan of the scary stories to tell in the dark books um, if you grew up with them which i know a lot of our listeners have like who fucking hasn't like either heard of them or read them so yeah, go check that out. It's pretty good. Uh, all right, so my second choice is something a bit out of left field. I stumbled upon this movie. I'm not sure if it was on the Twitter or maybe a message board or something. It kind of struck my fancy as um, something a bit different. It's called Loving Vincent. It is the world's first and I think probably so far only fully painted feature film. So it's animated, but it's like all done in oil paints. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Um, which is really cool, but also kind of like migraine inducing. <laughs> oh. um, it is about Vincent Van Gogh, which, you know, that kind of is uh, why it's painted the way it is, because of course he's a famous oil painter. Um, it is essentially about the people around him less than him specifically. So it doesn't follow him. Um, it follows the people around him sort of after the fallout of his death. Um very interesting movie, but I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, I, I think it's worth the watch. If for no other reason, like you're probably never going to see another movie that looks like this in your life. Right. Um, so check it out. It's available on Canopy, Canopy with a K, which is a streaming service that is free. You can get it with your library card. Um, or I'm sure there's other ways that you can track this down and watch it. Definitely, definitely worth checking out in my opinion. Again, it's called Loving Vincent. Cool. Yeah, I'll add that to the list as uh, we perpetually say every episode as our lists grow ever so longer and never shorter. It's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, if you have held on this long, like, holy shit, I owe you an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> yeah, if you made it through this episode, you deserve a pat on the back. <laughs> right um as many pats as i give myself um for writing dumbass fucking synopsis instead of focusing on the fucking quality content of the episode but you know we kind of knew what we were getting into with this episode we knew that these movies were kind of be <sighs> i mean we knew it was gonna be girls. tough to get through this one yeah um but we did it we made it to the finish line um there may be some cuts and bruises but you know say la vie i don't know if i use that in the correct context but fuck it Close we're gonna up. go with it we're, we're gonna yeah. let it happen all right well um 
like uh, Ted said in ye old intro, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media. Find us at our Facebook group if you want to participate in neat polls and conversations. Um, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, YouTube, um, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are available. Um, and as always, be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye-bye.